in this episode. Because of my theatre um, training, I've, I'm a bit of a storyteller. Mm. So, I, I, yeah, I never don't storytell when I sing a song, even if it's a bland, boring song, like I've, I've got to tell a story. So I've, I'm always getting that like, wow, you, you, you really tell the story and I, like I really feel it and your lyrics are so great. And so it's, I don't know, it's just really, it's a special thing. To have people being like, I, I felt that. And you're like, wow, like, that makes me feel really great about myself. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, at that point it was all good because I was like, I'm just not ready and that's okay. Um, it, it hurt a little bit knowing that I wasn't strong enough to stay. That, that was the hard thing to deal with because I felt like in high school I had a bit of a thick skin on me and I was – I was confident in what I did. I was confident in my singing. Um, you know, like I, I knew, I knew that I was good enough um, to to do it. So there was a confidence about me, um, and so it was just, it was you know, shame. Like oh, shame. <laughs> I didn't. I couldn't. I couldn't push through. So that that was it. But it didn't at that point in time. That didn't stop me. I was just like, okay. I'm going to go back home. Go back home. I'm going to earn money. Going to try again. Mm. But we just had to switch from like, okay, how are we going to get these passengers off board? So that was the thing. It was like all of us crew, still human, still also wanting to get off. We had to switch to like, okay, how can we help these guys? Um, so it was a little bit chaotic in terms of that stress of things. I was never scared of um, COVID itself on board. Like I, I felt fine, felt safe. Um, it was just the the annoyance, or the, I don't like saying annoyance, sorry, but like it was just the the stress of like the uncertainty. Like we, I had a, um, I was very lucky to have a Kiwi guy in the cast, so he was a really good friend of mine, and we had to say goodbye to all of our a lot, a majority of our cast were from the UK, and so they immediately sent these guys a charter flight, so they they got to leave, so that. That first was the first stress of like the unknown of like not seeing our like best mates anymore. So that was the first stress. And then it was like, okay, how are we getting home? And they were like, um, we might put you on um, Canada's charter flight. So we're like, okay, pack our lives up, waiting to like leave. And then they're like, New Zealand, no, you're not going. And so that was stressful. Um, we were trying to figure out ways of how the heck we're going to get home because there were only three Kiwis on board and they're not going to send us a charter flight. Mm. Um, so it was it was just the stress of the uncertainty of like, how is this going to work out? How the heck are we going to get home? We can't go on a commercial flight. Are we stuck here? If so, I need to just be, be told. Just Yeah, just wanted to put myself out there more, go into a little bit more of the... The gig scene, there's a, a professional musical theatre company down there um, to audition for that. Um, so so my mind was like, okay, there, there's quite a lot of music opportunities down there. But I didn't I didn't do the hard yards and, and put myself out there whatsoever. I don't know. I just did auditions that came up. But there's a lot more you need to do besides just auditioning. I had a I had some help with the first tune I created, um, and then all of a sudden one night, I wrote um, my debut single that's out, "Gotta Let Go," and one night by myself on the keys and singing, and I was like, oh, 
I wrote a song and I like it. <laughs> so um, so that's when that, that spark happened. Um, and this this whole new journey that I've gone on since, um, yeah, mid-20, no, no, that was more, yeah, that would have been 2022 that I started writing. Yeah, beginning of 2022. Um, and since then, yeah, my, my whole music path has just, just gone in a different direction and it's been epic. I love it. Eve. Yes. Thank you for taking time out and coming and talking to us today. Absolutely. Really appreciate it. Um, what I'd like to do is start with a question that's based on the name of the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. What would you consider your life's work to be? How would you describe that? I'm a singer. I'm a musician, musical theatre performer, anything singing, anything performing. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. me. <laughs> that's you? Yeah. yeah. And so, and how long have you been doing that? Um, I was first up on stage at five years old. Right. Yeah, obviously not professionally that long, but yeah, 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 I've had a love for it for for a wee while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. So, so let's let's talk about your childhood then, right? So, mm -hmm. how did you get into musical theatre at five? What what kind of background have you got? What talks about your family and your upbringing? Um. So, I think I think. I've got to give it to my my older brother because uh, he was put into speech and drama when he was young. Bit of a performer. He's going to love me for saying that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, bit of a performer. And so I think from that my mum put then my sister into speech and drama and then I want to do everything my sister does, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I kind of just followed followed the older siblings um, also I know that my mother wanted, wanted me to get into speech and drama too because I had a real husky voice and so she's like, we need to have people understand you. <laughs> you need to speak clearly. Um, so, yeah, through through that, just through speech and drama, through gaining confidence came, came wanting to, yeah, go into other venues like singing. I think actually I've got to give, I've got to give singing to my older sister she loved singing and then I wanted to be better than her at everything. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so from that, am I taking it, are you the youngest of three? Yes. Okay. I'm right. the baby. Yeah, okay. And so where were you, whereabouts were you born, raised? Oh, um, just outside of Fakatani on a farm. Right. Yeah. Great cool. childhood. Cool. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what kind of character were you mm. as, <laughs> as a young Eve growing up on a farm? As a young Eve? Um, I feel like some of my older cousins and, and my older siblings would probably say I was a bit of a brash. Um, <laughs> but I wouldn't say that about myself. Um, angel. Why, why, uh, why, would, why would they say that? I don't know. It's the, it's the whole thing with like, you know, the youngest one gets spoiled, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, I was, I don't know, I was very, I would say I was quite adventurous, I think. Um, my cousins lived just down the road. So um, I had a cousin who was my age. He was like my best friend. We'd go out on the farm all the time and, you know, just, just be children, getting in the mud, going to the river. Um, so yeah, it's adventurous, creative, um, yeah, played, played farm animals with them all the time, um, um, jumping on the trampoline, I don't know, yeah, adventurous maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah, I think so. Okay. And so, and so parents, what, what were the, were the Farmer. Farmers. Yeah, my dad's a farmer. I mean, it sounds obvious, right? But I had to check. No, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> you could have just lived on a farm. Yeah. <laughs> no, your dad's dad's a farmer. He was grew up in farming, so then became a farmer. Mum did a few other jobs, and then obviously, when us children um, came to life, she uh, had to become full on mum and, and farmer's wife. So yeah, very very grateful for that dynamic because. If it weren't for mum, I wouldn't have done all the, you know, extra activities, singing, yeah, speaking drama, dancing, all of that, because dad had to be on the farm. But if it weren't for dad, I wouldn't have got the, you know, rougher going out on the farm and helping him shift the cows and things like that. So it was a really cool balance I yeah, found. Yeah. So, yeah, very lucky. Yeah, yeah. Sounds cool. Sounds cool. Mm. That's good. So, um from a creative point of view then, mm. where, how did that start? Where did you, you know, like you said, you were on stage, I think, from five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to us about that. What was your um, first performance like? So, <laughs> you remember. As far, yeah, as far as I remember, <laughs> um, an audition came up in Fakatani for a show called Burlesque on Broadway. Um, and so I went there with my sister. Again, I've got, I've got to 100% give it to my sister that I even got in because... I just remember at the audition they had all kids uh, in lines. I was stood beside my sister and we had to sing, I think, an, uh, a song from Annie. Oh, we were probably doing Hard Knock Life from Annie. Um, and because I had my sister beside me, I was confident. And so it was just a, I don't want to say yelling contest because I'm sure I was trying to sing, but it was just like, you know, outdoing each other. As soon as you would put me by myself, I was shy. I was right. quiet. So if it weren't for my sister being beside me, probably wouldn't have gotten. So yeah. yeah. And so and so, were you like that as a child within the family as well? Like, was you, like when you say shy, was that just shy on stage in front of other people, or were you um, that kind of child as well um, elsewhere? It's it's a difficult one because like yeah, even like getting asked like introverted or extroverted. It was, I'm, I'm a bit of an in-between. Um, as a child, definitely a mum's girl. Like I would I, I would want me mummy around. I know when she took me to school, I just clung on to her for dear life. Um, but as soon as you get me around, got me around like my group, my people, I was in your face. I was annoying. <laughs> so it was, yeah, 
Yeah, once I was comfortable, I came out of my shell. Um, so I would just say shy as opposed to introverted. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I so shy around new people then? Once you, yeah. Once you I'm got just familiar. figuring out, figuring out if they're my people, if, if, if they're yeah, who I want to yeah. give my energy to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for maybe. Sure. Yeah, yeah, okay. So how, how much older are your siblings then? Um, oof. Um, I know my older brother just turned 30 um, and I think my sister is... I think she's 28. Sorry, guys. Yeah, 30, 28, and I'm 25. Yeah, okay. All right. yeah. So not, not a big distance between you then. Nah. So when you refer to older, they're just slightly older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay, all right. And so when you were that age then and you started sort of forming at five and mm. you, you're doing it alongside your siblings, so you've got uh, your sister, so you've got confidence. Yeah. What were you thinking that, you know, when I grow up I want to be, what were you thinking at that point? Did you have any thoughts? Oh, um... Did, you know, was, would, that, was that of interest to you, that kind of, that side of things or not? Um, honestly, I, I would have no idea. I'm just assuming my little young mind just wanted to do what my big sister was doing, um, you know, and, and do it as good as I can. Yeah. So I don't think um, at the age of five I would have been like, this is my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't think so. No. Not yet. Anyway. But when you were at school then, mm. so what were you thinking? Did you have any kind of dreams as a young kid about you know wanting to be a superhero or um, <laughs> or, or whatever you know like as, as we do when we're growing up yeah kind of, we, no I do I do think um a few productions in um there, there was there was a click that I was like oh my goodness I love this I love this feeling so definitely definitely um majority of my life I've always wanted to be a singer mm. love performing love making people feel things through music yeah. um so, yeah, I can't remember which production it was. It was probably when I did Sound of Music, which I think might have been the third show I was in. Um, and that one's quite an emotional one. And I just remember my dramatic child self was like, oh, my gosh, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. So, yeah. Yeah, in primary. Yeah. yeah so, there, so there was nothing else then? You didn't want to grow up being a farmer or a... No, no, no. There was there was a stage in my life, young, 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 that I would go on the farm every day with dad. Mm. Um, me and my cousin would go on the farm every day. And I was like, if any of my siblings, it's going to be me that's a farmer. It's going to be me. But no, quickly grew out of that. I love it. I love I love the nature side of things. But no, farming's not cut out for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. There was a couple of things that you said about that third production. Mm. A couple of times you mentioned feelings right the way mm. that you felt mm-hmm. um about that you yeah. love the feeling mm. and then you, but you also talked about making it how you make other people feel mm. can you talk to us a bit about that about you know what's the what's the attraction of it how, how does how does it feel to, to be a performer and you know what what do you get out of it and what do you like to give out of it what is that about um i, ju- I just think there's something really really special about moving people through song through through lyrics um even just like beautiful melody um because I've had people come up to me and be like oh my goodness um that was my brother's song and he just recently passed mm-hmm. and I felt him around and it's just like wow like I can't I can't believe that I like brought, brought that out for you like that's it's an incredible feeling and just because of my theatre um, training, I've, I'm a bit of a storyteller. Mm. So 
I, I, yeah, I never don't storytell when I sing a song, even if it's a bland, boring song. Like I've, I've got to tell a story. So I've, I'm always getting that, like, wow, you, 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 you really tell the story, and I, like, I really feel it. And your lyrics are so great, and so it's, I don't know, it's just really, it's a special thing to have people being like, I, I felt that, and you're like, wow, like. It makes me feel really great about myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. That's good, yeah. Mm. So <clears throat> growing up through school, then, yeah. um, what what were you like as in, you know, like if you're a, uh, a theatre performer, mm. were you theatrical and, <laughs> uh, you, know, what, you know, what kind of things were you up to as, as a, a young, like teenager going mm. through school? A yeah? teenager. How did um, that kind of shape who you were? Did it start to shape who you were? I think so. I had theatrical friends. So I guess I guess oh yeah. I'm trying I'm trying to think back. Mm, yes, I guess there was a dramatic side, although I wasn't super, super fond of drama, but always somewhat involved in it. Um <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess I guess I guess you really feel things, I would say. So there we go. Creatives really, really feel emotional people. Um, so, yes, I guess I guess my job is also part of who I am, if that makes sense. So I don't know if I answered that right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just sort of thinking along the lines of, you know, getting involved in theatre and performing mm. at, at a young age. You There's know, a stereotype how, of like. Well, maybe, maybe this. Maybe it's that, yeah. But maybe I'm just sort of thinking: is there does that kind of shape who you mm. become a little bit? Well, you know? actually, yes. I know in prime. I know I remember in primary school, and I guess this is super um, out there and would be like, yes, you're a theatre performer. Um, on like muffy days in primary school, me and my best friend at the time. We would be like, okay, we're going to, like, we have to dress up in the most loudest, um, colourful outfits. So literally becoming in, like, leg warmers, fluoro pants, another fluoro shirt. So, like, I mean, yeah, that's that's quite um, something. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Expressing yourself, I suppose, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And at what point did you think to yourself, actually, you know, I want to head in this direction of, of singing? So, you know, was there a choice there between continuing with theatre? I mean, I don't know whether you still still do theatre. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So you didn't um, make a decision to go Oh, like specifically another? music? Yeah, yeah. Um, It was always theatre. It was um, – that was always my goal. Songwriting was never never my goal. Um, so it was – yes, always wanted to be a singer, but it was probably more so in high school because that's when you have to start – not have to, actually. I don't like that – High schoolers have to have to figure out their life because who knows what we're doing at the end of the day. But um, that's when I started to be like, okay, what am I doing? What am I working towards? Gosh, I absolutely did not like English, math, science, all those kinds of things in school. Um, so I was very like in my last few years, I was doing like dance, drama, music, all those things and working towards, yeah, going to performing arts school. Um to, to make a career out of it. So mm. high school, I don't know, 14, 14, 15, mm. maybe that was a more of a click of like, okay, job. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, in, I'm interested in just exploring something, just something um, I'm thinking about with, with my kids. Mm -hmm. Just around the creative side of things. You know, you said like 
English maths and things yeah. like that. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, was it that you you didn't like that, or you weren't that good at it, so that you didn't like it, and or was it that you were really like the creative side and you were focused on that, and therefore your energy went that way? Um, do, you, do you have any thoughts on that? To be completely honest, um, I was I was. I was pretty good in school. Well, no, I wasn't amazing, but I was good enough. Um, and I think it got to a stage of laziness probably with those subjects because I was like, I'm not going to use this in life. So, yeah, just to be honest, I, I think I got a bit lazy towards those subjects and was just more like my full-on energy elsewhere, which uh, is probably not the smartest way to go because, yeah, no, I was all right. I was all right in school. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, it's interesting though, isn't it? Because I think you say not the smartest way to go, but we need creative people, don't we? Yeah, true. And I think yeah. in this age we need more. I mean, that's going to be the jobs for the future, right? We're going to have to be creative because yeah. a lot of the jobs we've got now are going to be exactly. taken up by robots or AI or uh, whatever, right? So, ooh. you know, we, we kind of, our schools push the traditional subjects and I'm not saying that they shouldn't. Yeah. But that feels like to everyone that that's what we should be doing, that's a sensible thing. Yeah, yeah. But actually the creative side and expressing ourselves in different ways mm. is really important. And it is. we tend to, We'd be so beyond bored school, without we it. tend to stop doing that. Yeah. Don't we? As adults, right? Yeah. Unless, like yourself, you've gone down that path. But I'm talking about in general. Yeah. We tend yeah. to sort of, that tends to drop away. Mm-hmm. Whereas actually maybe it should be a bit more of a thing for everyone. Definitely, definitely. And yeah. In one way or, or another, there, there's a creative path in everyone, whether or not you use it to make a living. But, you know, you need that. You need that creativity in any job, really. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So it sounds to me like when you were at school at that point in time then that you were kind of making decisions, whether it was consciously or subconsciously, I'm not so sure, but that you weren't going to be using these subjects in life yeah. because you were going to be doing... <laughs> something else over here in the creative space. Yeah. (laughs) And what did that look like at that point in time? What were you thinking that that might look like? Was that going to be an artist like you are now or was it going to be theatre? Theatre, musical theatre was my goal. Um, Although I love anything performing, like I was doing um, just normal gigs with my sister from a young age um, at, you know, doing weddings or... um, any celebrations or functions or things like that. So I, I did love that, but just musical theatre was my my ultimate goal because, I don't know, there's, there's just something about theatre. <laughs> <laughs> the theatre. Yeah, the theatre. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, where did you want to go with that at that point? What were you thinking that that might take you? Did you have any kind of aspirations or? um, uh, mm, Just overseas. My, well, my, my current thoughts um, in high school, my current thoughts, my <laughs> thoughts back then in high school um, was to go to a performing arts school, um, which I got into. I got into NIDA in Sydney and then I went there for a week and then I got scared and went back home. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to us a bit more about that. About that, yes. Yeah, yeah, about that experience because um, right? I think that's important because obviously oh, yeah. you, you would have learned a lot from that, right? Yeah, um, I'm such... I actually no, not anymore. I'm a big girl now, but back then I was such a homebody. Mm. I love my family. I love home. Mm. I love the comfort of home. 
Um, and so it was it was just your standard, I guess, homesickness in a way, just hit with real like bad anxiety. I can't do this, I'm not ready. And yes, I could have pushed through, but at the end of the day, I I I decided to come back home and I'm you know, I'm I'm happy with how my my path has gone, so it's all good. Mm. Um but yeah, it was just I think just just pure I wanna say not ready, but but you can push through that kind of stuff. But yeah. yeah for yeah. me I felt I wasn't ready yeah. to be away from home. Yeah, for sure. It's a big deal, right? Yeah. Right. So yeah. how old were you at that point? Eighteen. Yeah. It is a big deal. Mm, yeah. And, scary. And, I, and I suppose, you know, I sort of picked up on the fact that, you know, what you said earlier about doing things with your sister and you were, you know, yeah. shy unless your sister was alongside you. And that's on my and, own. <laughs> and then, yeah, and that's right. Because you were just saying you, you were doing like, you know, gigs like weddings and, you know, other events mm-hmm. with your sister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you go to Sydney by yourself. It's yeah. a, that's a big change, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was just, you know, it was daunting to be like, oh my gosh, I'm here for a year. It was only, yeah, it was a year short course. Um, yeah, and just just the thought of being there for a year freaked me out, and so mm. came back came back home to Fakatani. <laughs> but what what was what was the impact of that on you? Like having gone there, done that, felt the way that you did, and then having to come back, did that you know, um, dis- disrupt your kind of plans in any way? Did that mess with your mind in any way? You know, at that point in time, if you can go back to that time, yeah. How did that feel, and what did you learn about yourself during that period? Um. At that point, at that point, it was all good because I was like, "I'm just not ready, and that's okay." Um, it it hurt a little bit knowing that I wasn't strong enough to stay. That that was the hard thing to deal with because I felt like in high school, I had a bit of a thick skin on me, and I was I was confident in what I did. I was confident in my singing. Um, you know, like I I knew I knew that I was good enough um to to do it so there was a confidence about me um and so it was just it was uh, shame like oh shame <laughs> I didn't I couldn't I couldn't push through so that that was it but it didn't at that point in time that didn't stop me I was just like, okay I'm gonna go back home go back home I'm gonna earn money I'm gonna try again so that's good and I mean that's that's an indication of someone who's got the head screwed on, right? You didn't sort of yeah. didn't give you the wobbles. It didn't have a knock-on effect around confidence about performing. It was yes. just you acknowledged or recognised it was about actually being away from home is the thing. I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's good. Could have gone one or two ways, couldn't it? Tried. Could have, could have thrown you off kilter <laughs> a little bit mm. um, from a performance point of view. Yeah. So you came back, got home, mm-hmm. felt a lot better about that. And then, and then what? Where to from there? Where, what, what were your decisions um, from there on? So I um, just uh, working, earning money and saving up to go. <laughs> Couldn't do Aussie, so I thought, why not London? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Um, just harder to get back, so you have to stay longer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so I went to, that would have been around, yeah, Feb that I came home from Aussie, saved up money to go to the UK the year after in May um, to do more so was to you know, just do a bunch of travel, see the world a little bit. Um, I have a friend from Sweden over there, a really close friend of mine. Um, so we did some traveling together and then I got the two year UK visa. So I planned to, <laughs> planned to uh, be in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister was there. 
right. uh, my sister and her partner at the time. So I um, crashed in with them. And then, um, yeah, after the travel and uh, having to settle, having to look for a flat, that's when all those same emotions hit again that I felt in Australia with it being daunting, being away from home. So I, yeah, I went through a couple jobs and it was, I was, I was fine traveling, but it was once I started having to settle, um, get a job, do life, um, that I started to stress out against that, that anxiety started to hit again. So I, um, I would say I pushed through a little bit more than I did in Aussie, but I ended up going home again. So that, like when you were speaking of how it like, you know, um, pushed your confidence a little bit, that, that was more of a time of like, oh my goodness, can I not, can I not handle being away from home? So yeah, that, that second time trying again, I was like, oh, okay, do I, do I need to start looking at backup options? Like as everyone says, you need to have a backup option, although I don't necessarily believe in that. Well, you gotta have something, but, <laughs> but yeah, I started to, um, yeah, I remember me and my sister went to a cafe in London. I took my book with me and I started like writing down like what else can I do? Like if I can't handle being away from home, New Zealand's not super stable in the music industry here. We've got so much talent but not as much support here, I guess, at being a smaller place, not too sure. Um, so, yeah, looking at backup options because it pushed down my confidence a little bit and I was like maybe I can't do a career in singing, I don't know. So... Yeah. That's interesting. Eh? <laughs> I mean, it sounds like that whenever you're traveling, I suppose that's kind of feels temporary. Yes. It's like a holiday. Yes. You know, it's not finite, right? It's Well, it is finite. You know, it's not long-term yeah. commitment. Yeah. But the minute you said, the minute that you have to start to think about putting down some roots and basing yourself, yes. that feels more permanent. <laughs> and it becomes a bigger decision, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 And so I, I like what you're saying about the, the backup plan. I'm not really a big fan of that. Yeah. Talk to me a bit more about that because I've had that conversation with other people as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, get, I do get it to an extent, but I would say so many musicians, um, singers, performers in general probably get that, like, what's your backup? Like, if, if this falls through, what are you going to do? Um, and I feel like, I don't know, I just, there's something about it being like, I don't, don't need to have that yet like I have a focus for this and I'm going to put all of my energy into this if all else fails you know it fails and we've got it we've got to figure it out we'll, we'll figure something out um life will pan out how it's supposed to pan out but I don't know I'm a little bit meh with the whole what's your backup <laughs> yeah I I had this I can't remember whether it was I know that Georgia Lyons spoke about this yeah that you know she would say you know people would say to her but yeah, but so, but if this doesn't work out, well, mm. why shouldn't it work out? It worked, yeah. you know, it works out for some people. Otherwise, mm. we'd never have, we wouldn't have music. Yeah. So why can't I be one of those people it works out for? You know, yeah. that kind of dogged attitude, yeah. I think, is what's needed, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I also, yeah. and I can't remember whether it was with her or someone else I was talking about that, um, you know, one of those video, one of those like YouTube videos. It's apparently, you know, it's labeled as the, the video that broke the internet or something like that. Oh. Just because it was so popular, it was a, a speech by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, and he was talking about Plan A versus Plan B and not having a Plan B. Yeah, huh? because if you, you know, split your focus, mm -hmm. and split your energy, yeah, you're not putting everything into exactly. making happen what you want to make happen. Exactly. So the minute you start thinking about 
a backup plan. And it, and, and it kind of goes against the grain of every other aspect of life where we say, yeah, but if, you know, what's, what's the risk here? Mm-hmm. And therefore you need something to fall back on. You know, we do yep. that with study. We do it with yep. jobs. We do it with all sorts of things in mm-hmm. life, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. Although, although I respect it, like if, if that's what you want to do, like, awesome, go for it. But for me, in my mind, I'm like, if I start thinking of a plan B, like, am I doubting myself? Am I doubting, you know, th- this career that I want to go forth in? So I think, yeah, it's 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 a thing of like, no, at the moment, like, I want to, I want to stand out and be like, I know I can do this. Mm. I'm gonna put everything into it. Mm. I'm not gonna be like, I know I can do this, but I've got this just in case. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So I mean, because what what does that element of doubt do to you? You know, what does it? St- it takes you away yeah, from yeah, committing, so. doesn't it? So what what did it feel like for you then? You were sitting there. Uh, you're in London, I'm taking it. Yes. With the book. Mm-hmm. And you're writing down mm-hmm. what are the alternatives here. <laughs> how, you know, A, what did you come up with? Yeah. And B, how did that feel, having to work through that? Was that like a sense of not giving up as such, but did it feel like you were kind of moving away from your dream and your ambition and mm. your passion? Yeah, it was... It was pretty pretty devastating. Um, I would say I kept strong about it though because um, I, I feel like I was more so in a way also trying to tell myself like, oh, it's okay if you don't want to be a singer um, as opposed to pushing through those. We, we all have to push through those hard times and I just I wasn't at the place yet to push through them so I was trying to tell myself, oh, no, 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 but it's okay though. So I think I was trying to put on a bit of a um, a front for others and also myself. Um, but deep down, yes, it was pretty guttering. Um, it was pretty guttering knowing I wasn't strong enough. But um, also the options. <laughs> I, in growing up in Fakatani, I, I was a cinema host, but I also made coffee and I like to make coffee. <laughs> we barista, I still do it now. Got to have a bit of a side hustle. Um, so I was thinking, oh, maybe I could open a cafe. Gosh, <laughs> the difficulties if I actually opened a cafe, oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, it was literally me and my sister were coming up with like names of the cafe. <laughs> um, I'm very much into, um, health and well-being. um, dietary wise, I've got a weird diet. So it's just like, yeah, I was thinking of more a healthy alternative. Fakatani doesn't really have that. I know there's lots in Tauranga. Um, but yeah, in Fakatani, we don't really have a good, healthy, wholesome cafe to go to. So literally was thinking yeah. all about that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was so, a good place to put my mind for that time. Well, you're still being crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There yeah. we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So what changed? Because you didn't go do that, did you? No, yes. Yeah, so I um Came back home again and I got back into that same job. My my bosses were beautiful humans. I'm very grateful for them. So I went back into job, earned money. Um, and then um, my partner at the time, we decided we would go travel together because I still had my two-year UK visa. So I was like, okay, let, we'll do this together. So we went, yeah, I would have come home can't remember, near the end of 2018 and then we decided we would travel June 2019. So I went over with him, did a bunch of travel, um, went through Asia, it was really cool, did a bunch of Europe um, and then, yeah, went back to London. And that time around was fantastic. 
Uh, I don't know. I, I, I give a lot to him in terms of um, although we were together, I think it was I, – I, I give it to him that he helped me gain my independence in a way, although you're in a relationship. if that I don't know if that makes sense, but I, I felt because of him and his presence, I started becoming more independent and confident. So, yeah, I was – and it was when I went to my job there, job interview – um, got the job and then started working there. I was like, oh my gosh, I I haven't freaked out yet. Like this is fine. I can do this. And it was literally just working in that cafe. Bosses there also brilliant people. Um, and so yeah, it was it was so it was so exciting for me to be like I can work in this cafe on the other side of the world from New Zealand. So I was so happy. And so alongside doing that, I was auditioning um, heaps for. Lots of cruise ship gigs, right. and so that's what I ended up getting. I got a I got a cruise ship gig um, on Princess Cruise Lines, so my time in London got cut short, and I went to um, LA, uh, Santa Clarita, um, for rehearsals in December of 2019. So mm. left my partner at the time in London, <laughs> and went over to America. Oh, <laughs> that that seems like unfortunate timing, doesn't it? Yeah, it was it was a weird one. It, it and also like now, although I'm happy with how everything went, but now sitting back I'm like, damn, I really did not make use of that UK visa at all whatsoever. <laughs> and so part of me is like now I'm like how can I how can I figure out how to do it again because I I did like I loved London that time around. Yeah. And so I'm like, ha, ah, I want to go back, but I couldn't I couldn't for me, I couldn't say no to that cruise opportunity because um, it was great. Yeah. So talk talk to us a bit about that. About the cruise. I, yeah, the cruise. Thing. I'm just thinking though, how long did that last? Because that was that <laughs> December 2019, and I'm <laughs> thinking last. actually, ding ding ding, that was just pre-COVID, right? Yes, it was. Um, so yeah, rehearsal started December. We went on ship in Jan. COVID hit March. Got off end of April. So it was short but sweet. It was supposed to be an eight-month contract. Um, but the time I had pre-craziness um, was incredible. Like I loved it. I know cruise work um, doesn't work for some people. They don't, they don't like it. They feel isolated. But for me, love traveling, love singing, and I'm getting paid for it, <laughs> so it was it was a win win. Um, so yeah, I I loved my time on on board. I'd like to take a moment to talk about one of our sponsors. I'm really pleased to announce that we have Sharp New Zealand as a sponsor, and it's great to have Sharp on board because as a customer, I can speak about their products and services from personal experience, and it feels good to be able to endorse and recommend a company because of the level of satisfaction we have regarding the services they provide, and across my businesses. We've certainly been impressed with the care and collaboration we've experienced in our dealings with Sharp. It's certainly a brand that we trust. Sharp has a long history of creating breakthrough products designed to meet the needs of people living in New Zealand. Sharp's leadership in technology innovation ensures it's at the forefront of the pack, providing business solutions from printing and photocopying to interactive meeting solutions and ICT phone systems. No matter where you are or what size your organization, whether you're large or small, Sharp New Zealand can provide their services to you nationwide. 
If you're looking to upgrade your technology or renew your photocopier leases, talk to your local Sharp team or visit the website at sharp.net.nz. So tell us a little bit about what you were doing on board, right? So you, mm. from a performance point of view, what what, yeah. what were you singing? Was it were you just you, solo artist? Were you singing with other people? What what was what did that look like? Yes, yeah, so I was a production vocalist within a cast. Uh, there was four singers and uh, unsure how many dancers. I think all up there might have been about 13, 13 of us. There got nine nine dancers then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> unsure of the numbers, um, but. Yeah, I was in a production cast and we had about four production shows. So one was very musical theater, which I loved. Um, one was so they're all they're all written for the show, so they're not um like famous musical productions that we know of. Um but the writer of uh, have you got good musical knowledge? The the writer of Wicked, what's his oh, name? I don't know. I'm embarrassed that I can't remember his name, but anyway, he wrote he wrote one of the productions that we did on there, so that was a woo. Right. Um, cool. So yeah, one was a musical theater production. One was called British Invasion, so it had like the Beatles in it mm. and Queen. Um, one was called Stardust, and that was your old sexy songs. It was that that was cute, um, and the other one was. I've forgotten the name, but <laughs> it was um, <laughs> oh, Sweet Soul, Sweet Soul. So that was Tina Turner, Whitney oh, Houston. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was it, it was such a cool variety. Yeah, it sounds like it. Because yeah. you don't usually get that when you, you know, when you when you book a musical, you've got that one one production for a year or more. Um, so it was quite cool to be able to jump between um, different genres. Yeah. So, yeah. It's cool, but was it also – Tricky to like learn. How 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 often were you performing these different things? <laughs> Honestly, um, we at at that point in time we were doing fifteen day cruises, and when you have the same group of people, you're not going to repeat a show. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, um, it's embarrassing to say, but like three nights out of right. the fifteen <laughs> day Is that cruise. Right? Yeah. So um, it was cruisy on the cruise. It was pretty cruisy. Um, it was a sweet gig. We had like little like <laughs> one-off like performances we would do during the day sometimes. So yeah. like smaller numbers. But but yeah, but that was that was because we were doing 15-day cruises. We were just about to head into seven days, but um yeah. it got wild. <laughs> yeah. So you're working three nights out of 15. Ish, yes. <laughs> got no costs on board, obviously, right? You mean looked yeah. after. No cost. Getting paid. So it, it, did it feel pretty much like a bit of a holiday? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Like it was it was nuts. I remember first of Feb, like waking up and like, oh, I'm in Hawaii. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are we gonna do today? Like, incredible. And yeah. I was uh, to me, I was like, how do how do people not like this? But I was obviously very fresh, so I was everything was just so new to me. The ship was massive, although I know that we had a little bit of a smaller one. Um, the buffet was incredible, although I know that there was a better one on another ship, but I was like, this is amazing to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm yeah. stoked. I just like anything, right? The longer you do it, the more it, the novelty sort of wears off and things like that. But, exactly. And yeah. I know that you can kind of um, – it's amazing um, and – Amazing that that people do it, um, but I know you can get caught up in that, like just constantly doing cruises, which kind of mm. drags you out of 
you know, the scene, the music scene, wherever you're from. So yeah. it's hard to like get back into that. So you're like, oh, I'll just go back. I'll just go back to the job that I know kind of thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, so while you, I mean, it was only a few months, right? But nevertheless, it was, a that, job. <laughs> it was yeah. And also, but it was, it was a bit longer than say a holiday or a typical kind yes, of travel. this is true. And how was the anxiety about being away from home and kind of on your own? Is that? It was so fine. I was, yeah. I was, it was all good. The, the hard thing for me was saying goodbye to my partner at the airport in London. Mm. Um, that was horrible. So first couple of days, probably a bit more than a couple of days, um, that 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 was difficult. So yeah, still still you know having that. Well, actually no, it's, it's very common to be sad to say goodbye to your partner. So I was going to say standard standard emotions that you feel. Yeah, um, sure. But once I got into the swing of things, once I made friends um, with this amazing amazing cast. Um, I was good. Okay. And so that, sorry to pry a little bit, but was that was that a, a permanent goodbye to your partner, or was that just I'm going no. on this job and we're still together? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so but how did that affect your relationship? It was it was actually fine. It was all good. Obviously, missed each other, um, mm. but no, it was fine. And it was guttering because um, right before. Uh, everything got shut down. He was about to come on for a month right. and do a. Yeah, some uh, Hawaii cruise with me, two Hawaii cruises with me mm. because one of the perks of the job was getting people on for cheap. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, he was he was about to come on for a month. Yeah. But, no, we were good. We were we were right. solid. Yeah, yeah. Good, mm -hmm. good. So, yeah, the pandemic hits. Yeah. What's what's happening then in your, <laughs> your oh, life? My story? life. Ooh. Um, obviously, he was on cruise. I think we were, the, like, the second ship to get hit. Um, we were the Grand Princess, and I think there was a Diamond Princess in Japan, if, I, if I'm correct, that got hit first. And then it came to us. I just, I just remember getting like the announcement, and everyone was like, "No!" Like it was, it was like wild. Um, then, then we had to switch into um, other jobs, um, I became security. I had to go on a security shift from like 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. to make sure all the passengers were staying in their cabins, um, which I hated doing. Um, and then uh, smoke duty, get them from the cabins, take them to, a, to the room to have a smoke. Um, it, all, it all just became, which, you know, we hadn't dealt with it, so the ship was, we were all just figuring things out. But we just had to switch from like, okay, how are we going to get these passengers off board? So that was the thing was like all of us crew, still human, still also wanting to get off. We had to switch to like, okay, how can we help these guys? Um, so it was a little bit chaotic in terms of that stress of things. I was never scared of um, COVID itself on board. Like I, I felt fine, felt safe. Um, it was just the the annoyance, or the, I don't like saying annoyance, sorry, but like it was just the the stress of like the uncertainty. Like we, I had a, um, I was very lucky to have a Kiwi guy in the cast, so it was a really good friend of mine, and we had to say goodbye to all of our a lot, a majority of our cast were from the UK, and so they immediately sent these guys a charter flight, so they they got to leave, so that. That first was the first stress of like the unknown of like not seeing our like best mates anymore. 
So that was the first stress. And then it was like, okay, how are we getting home? And they were like, um, we might put you on um, Canada's charter flight. So we're like, okay, pack our lives up, waiting to like leave. And then they're like, New Zealand, no, you're not going. And so that was stressful. Um, we were trying to figure out ways of how the heck we're going to get home because there were only three Kiwis on board and they're not going to send us a charter flight. Mm. Um, so it was it was just the stress of the uncertainty of like, how is this going to work out? How the heck are we going to get home? We can't go on a commercial flight. Are we stuck here? If so, I need to just be, be told. Um, mm. I remember it got to one point, I'm unsure if this was, yeah, so so what um what happened is we had to deal, I don't know how long it took. Basically, COVID hit 3rd of March, ended up getting off 25th of April. Um, so we went through the crazy period of um just having to accommodate for the passengers. Once all the passengers had gotten off, I'm unsure if we actually got all of them off, but once they had gotten off, we had to prepare ourselves for a quarantine. So we went to quarantine for two weeks. We got to go up to passenger cabins. So it was, um, although, you know, being stuck in rooms is not fun. We had a balcony and, and stuff like that. So it was it was all good. Um, and then it was after quarantine. We had no news, like, of, of where we were going next. And we thought, you know, at least we would have had that. But but we didn't. So me and my friend, we went to the captain we're like, right, we're going to go talk to the big boss. <laughs> and then he was like, uh, so it's it's looking like you guys might, might be stuck on board um, until this whole thing is over. <laughs> and we were like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sheesh. Um, so, so, yeah, that, that was a lot. And I was like, well, I'm stuck here now, <laughs> like settle in. Yeah, yeah. So that was my mindset. I was like, okay, right, <laughs> I've been told now. And then um, and then, literally like a couple of days later they were like, you can go on a commercial flight now. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> so it was the whole like craziness around that period of time for me was like, yes, no, yes, no. You're going, you're not going, pack your bags, unpack your bags. So that, that was the um, – Intensity around it. Um, but the, anyway, came back home um, and. So what, did you, what did you learn about yourself? If I'm just I'm making some connections here, mm. dots. you know, given that you sort of talked previously about some anxiety about being away from home mm. and here you are They're with all it. this uncertainty <laughs> and chaos, right? That's true. But, but from what you've just said, seeming to be like, Coping admirably with it and yeah. just accepting it and just going with it. Yeah, yeah. What um, did you learn about yourself during that period? I think I'm I'm quite um, chill with dealing with um, crazy circumstances. I don't work myself up. Although there were a couple times I got upset, um, it wasn't. It was. Uh, it wasn't so much about what really was going on. It was, it was, I think I just worked myself up in certain situations about the yes, no, yes, no. And I was like, I, I just need to like have, I need to know. Mm. Um, but once it got to the point of like, okay, it, it, it is what it is at the moment. I was like, right, got to deal with it. Um, so yeah, I, I to like still am, I'm quite, quite chill if it comes to um, 
you know, an, an annoying situation. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, what I'm sort of gleaning from that is that it was probably a, a period of time where you were, you were forced to. It was going to go one of two ways, but you went the yeah. right way in that you learned how to cope with stress. Yeah. And deal yeah. with it. Good. It's so is that has that kind of been beneficial to you since? I mean, you know, from a career point of view have you probably have probably you changed in any way shape or form do you think you're a bit um, more relaxed about yeah, things yeah i th- i haven't thought about it but i would say so um for sure and just like thinking about how i was the couple years beforehand if i was in those stages of my life and that was put in that gosh like who knows how i would have how I would have been, that would have been probably you know, really, really hard. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, it has taught me to go with the flow, yeah, go with sure. the flow of life, yeah, yeah. I think. All right, cool. <laughs> so talk to me about the flow of life since then, right? So Ooh, yes, that was 2020. 2020. Yeah. It's been a wild few years. <laughs> um, so came back home. I think it was coming out um, of the other side for New Zealand by the time I got home, so it was it was all good. Um, I mm, what did I do? I ended up I, I don't know how how long into the year, but I ended up booking a tour, um, a, an Ebba tribute tour that I did. Um, so that was cool. Um, what I will take from that specific experience is the people I've met um I've got really great talented friends um from there although I won't rate the management of that touring company um (laughs) so I did that and then I moved to Christchurch for like six months um I think I think after that cruise experience uh, after doing that travel um with a more confident headspace um I ended up becoming like Ah, just, okay, do whatever, do whatever and go for it. So after that yeah. tour, I was like, I'm going to move to Christchurch. Don't know why. So I moved to Christchurch. <laughs> well, that was going to be my question. Why Christchurch? <laughs> well, there was my headspace, I think, um, if I recall right, was that there were a bunch of musicians from that um, tour that were from Christchurch and I thought kind of the scene there was pretty decent. Mm. So I was like, I want to, I obviously want to move out of Fakatani. Um, so why not Christchurch? I don't like Auckland. Ugh. So Christchurch. So I moved to Christchurch uh, for six months. Um, and I just got myself a cafe job and didn't put myself out there at all. So I didn't go to plan. <laughs> so it didn't go to plan. What? So what was the plan and why didn't it go as right. well as you should? You know, what was... What I didn't things- think it through properly, really. Um <laughs> I don't know. I think the plan for me was that I um, just, yeah, just wanted to put myself out there more, go into a little bit more of the the gig scene. There's a, a professional musical theatre company down there um, to audition for that. Um, so, so my mind was like, okay, there, there's quite a lot of music opportunities down there, but I didn't I didn't do the hard yards and and put myself out there whatsoever. I don't know. I just did auditions that came up, but there's a lot more you need to do besides just auditioning. So Like what? 
going out, meeting musicians, uh, maybe going to open mic nights or emailing, being like, hey, can I do a gig at your venue? Like there's, there's – These are the things you should have been doing, right? Yeah, I, I, I really should have. Um, Did you know that at the time or is that retrospectively you know now that you should have been doing it? Did you um, – uh, I think part of me knew and then part of me was just like I got stuck in this little comfort of being at the flat and then going to work. I don't – I don't – I don't know. I also, yeah, I just don't think it was the best um, choice or living situation for me. Um, but, but, yeah, we mm. we live and we learn. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But it's interesting, isn't it, what causes us to sort of not derail ourselves but kind of, right? So mm. you had an opportunity, you moved down there because you felt like there were opportunities down there. Mm-hmm. What I was going to say is, you know, you've gone to Christchurch mm. with the intention of trying to get into that scene down there because you felt that was opportunities. But mm-hmm. but then you've kind of not done the things that you knew that you should do that would make that happen. Mm. Was there was there something going on for you at that point in time, or was it a was it a COVID lag issue? You know, I'm interested in understanding what where the energy and enthusiasm and passion yeah. to, and drive um, went. I don't think I was mentally strong at that point. I was, um, as well as just being in a new city in general, me and my partner had split. Mm. So um, so there was that also, um, although that shouldn't have held me back, I think just maybe just my, my energy, my my strength wasn't quite there. And I, for some reason, I don't know, wasn't, wasn't, I'm conf- I was confident in musical theatre at that time. I wasn't confident in um, your standard gigs that you will go and see at a, at a bar or um, I guess more pop stuff. Um, I wasn't super confident in that and I knew the people um, – that was around me had a lot of experience in that. And so there was, there was doubt, I think. So it was a little bit of like a probably don't want to, don't want to fail. Don't want to fail. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm no, trying to figure out myself. It's it interesting, isn't it? How, how our minds work for us. So we, yeah. it prevents us from doing things so that we don't fail, but by not yeah. doing things, we're actually failing. The reason why we yeah. went there, yeah. But it's that self-preservation thing, isn't it? It's mm. like kind of don't put yourself out there to fail. Let's just not do it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of weird, really, isn't it? It is weird. It is weird. I'm still like, I'm still unsure why I didn't put myself out there whilst I was there, but I'm just like, well. It, was there, a, was there a combination of factors? Though? You talked about there about a relationship breakup as well. And yeah. again, you know, you've, you've had the coming out of COVID, you had all of that that should have been the cruise kind of mm-hmm. journey for you, you know, part of your journey. Yeah. Um, cut short, you come back to, you know, COVIDsville in New Zealand mm. and uh, now you're away from home again in Christchurch. Mm. You know, it was a combination of factors. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I, I – yeah, I do think it was a combination. Um, I, I can't, I can't figure it out because I'm, so, I'm such a different person now to to what I was then. 
So me now, I'm like, come on, girl. Like, why did you not? Like, you had, you were right in the, like, the hub of the city. Like, you could have gone out and done so much more. But combination of of factors, um, yeah. I just, and so how long ago was that? That was, was that 2020 or 21? 21. Yeah. Okay. 21. All right. Mm. Yeah. And so, so in the couple of years since then, you've obviously came back home from. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So you, you were back to Fakatani. Yeah. I was only there for about um, six months. Did a big old um, South Island trip. So it was well worth it because um, I hadn't seen the South Island and it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, came back to Fakatani. I kind of had a mind, uh, a headspace of, um, I want to move to Auckland. I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm just gonna bite the bullet and do it, because <laughs> I was so anti Auckland. I don't know why. Um, but then um, we got, we got another round <laughs> of the, of the fun times. Mm. Um, so that kind of held, um, held me back. Trying to think of what I did in that. So that would have been mid-2021. I'm unsure what I – what did I do? I don't know what I did. <laughs> uh, I think – you know what? I think most people feel that. Yeah. Like during that COVID period, you know, yeah. it's like I can't remember. remember. Mm. It's like two years of your life have just kind of been wiped clean from your memory. It's like I don't remember yeah. when that was. It's going to a concept of time. Yeah. Can't remember what I did. I think the fact that we were doing nothing, just like there was, there were no kind of memories to attach things to. Yeah, yeah. It was all just the same. It was shite, wasn't it? Big old, big old blur. Um, all I, all I can say is that when that um, second time came around, and it obviously got a lot, a lot more hectic for um, everyone, but also New Zealand, um, is that. I then became restricted to um, be able to do a lot of what I wanted to do. Um, you mean, sorry, prevented from doing what you wanted to do? Is that yeah, what well, I, 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 I didn't get the vaccination. So uh, okay, I yeah. was, yeah, limited in my music career and specifically musical theatre because they, they and, and musical theatre and film, they came in hard with, with mm. requirements. Um, but I, I I chose to stick to my guns, um, just health wise, because I'm a bit of a, a little bit of a hippie. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so then that's when my songwriting came to life, because right. I was like, let's let's try something different. <laughs> let's do it. Um, songwriting was never never in my focus. Um, not I wouldn't say I'm fan, I'm, I'm not fantastic with my. I'm not. I don't want to say my English because it's my language, but like just <laughs> explaining myself. I'm not not very literate. Um, so I was like, I can't. I can't song right. Oh my gosh, I I have to speak in like metaphors and things like that. Like I can't do that. Um, but I was inspired by um, some of my friends that were doing it, and I was like, okay, just just put your big girl pants on and give it a go. Mm. So um, I had a I had some help with the first tune I created. Um, and then all of a sudden one night I wrote, um, my debut single that's out, Gotta Let Go, and one night by myself on the keys and singing. And I was like, oh, I wrote a song and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that's when that, that spark <laughs> happened. Um, and this, this whole new journey that I've gone on since, um, 
yeah, mid 20, no, no, that was more, yeah, that would have been 2022 that I started writing. Yeah, beginning of 2022. Um, and since then, yeah, my my whole music path has just, just gone in a different direction and it's been epic. I love it. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> cool. Oh, that's awesome. That's what I want to talk to you about. Obviously. Yeah. It mm-hmm. took a while to get there. But it's good to have the context of where you've come from, who who you are and, yeah. and the journey to, to where you are today. Yes. So, and if we can, I'm also interested in talking to you in a little bit more detail. I've done this with other people as well. I'm just fascinated by the whole songwriting process. Yeah. Where do you start? You know, where <laughs> it's, it's like, what, what are you, how do you create something from scratch? Mm. Is it? Do you have something in mind? Is there an event you write about? Is there an emotion you're tapping into? And for you, you know, like like you've said, it was never going to be a thing for you. Yeah. But then yeah. you just started. What was that process mm. like? How do you go about writing a song? Um, all my music is, is pretty much based on um, things I've experienced, my emotions that I've had to deal with. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it's, it's easier, it's easier that way because, because you're writing your truth on the paper. Um. So talk to us about that, that debut song then that you wrote in yeah. a night. Gotta let go. Yeah. Gotta let go. Yeah. Um, I've listened to, to your music on Spotify, by the way. Oh, thank you. I, so you've got a beautiful voice. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and so talk to us a bit about, about that. So you wrote it in a night. Yeah. Yeah. What is that song about and how do you, how did you kind of come up with that um so it's it's about letting go of a past love um so yeah if you've, if you've heard the song um the chorus is a about that letting go got gotta let go um and then it gets quite uh more raw when it hits the bridge the verses are more little bit more bouncy, a little bit flirty, more about, you know, trying to trying to get out there and trying to meet new people, um, gain back that confidence again. Um, so it's about it's about that, um, about cause because my relationship I was talking about was a beautiful relationship. So I'm not gonna be out out there writing a hate song about it because it, it was it was beautiful and so I've got such a high standard um to what to who I will um who I will next welcome into my life so um it's which which comes it makes it harder because I'm comparing mm. a lot so that's basically what that that song is about just the whole process of moving on and yeah, yeah. The struggles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But the comparing thing is what we do though, right? It's, yeah. yeah. It's how we land in a relationship, in a permanent relationship, a you know, mm. full-time one is because we compare it and then we know that we've got a good one or not, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. So there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So, um, so that's that's good. That's where the lyrics came from. How do yes. you kind of – so did you write the – did you write a kind of tune first or did you write the lyrics and then put a tune to it? What way round did you do it? So I um, I started at the second pre-chorus. Um, so I was on on my keyboard at the time, and I was just playing around with notes and that chords. Um, and then the pre-chorus came to my mind, which was 
um, you make me feel like I haven't been touching in a long time. So I, that came to my mind and I was like, oh, this is cool. And then that fell into the chorus. And so then I had a bass to work off. So then then I went back and I was like, okay, let, let's start writing verses. So and to change up the chords a little bit slightly and then and then and then yeah, and once I started, that experience was was just crazy to me because here was me being like, I could never songwrite. And then that happened like it was so quickly. I might be exaggerating when I say 10 minutes, but it was just like a everything just came out super quick. And that's because I'm writing about true, genuine emotions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stuff you know about, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and so so you write that song in a night, yeah, and you and you're happy with it, yes. <laughs> which is cool. <laughs> um, do you, I'm I'm also interested. Do you still then kind of play around with it, or are you happy with it? Do you leave it? Um, hmm, I'm happy. I'm happy with it. Um, but my my friends and my my musicians that I work with from Auckland, um, like to play around with things. So I was I was singing one night and um my the keys guy that um plays with me, he was like doing some like fun different things with it. And I was like, oh this is cool. So I haven't thought about changing things up. But I mean it could happen. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just thinking about the sort of the actual creative process. I mean I think oh, if I was the kind of oh, person yeah, yeah. who was like say for instance if I painted that picture on the wall behind you. Yeah. I don't know whether I'd get to a point where I think, yeah, that's done, or I'd be like, eh, just do that bit, mm, mm, <laughs> you know, tweak, mm. constantly tweaking. Nothing would ever be finished, I don't think. Yeah, yes. that's part of my problem, by the way. But um, so I just wondered whether it's is it like no, I've written that. It's it is what it's it good. is. No, I, um, what I um, what I did do with with Gotta Let Go because it was you know my first song was my baby. Um, I was going to go record it. Um, one of my beautiful friends who's a performer, she had done songwriting. Her name's Kristen. Shout out to Kristen. Um, and so I went and I was hanging out with her one night and I was like, okay, I wanna I wanna show you the song. And then she she was like, Can we can we play around with it? Can we do a little bit of tweaking in terms of the the lyrics? Um, so we sat down and we took some stuff out because what I had done in the original first version is just like try to get so many words, mm. trying to get so many words out. And she's like, you don't, you, you don't need to say that much, honey. <laughs> so so we, we kind of um, tweaked it back, still the exact same storyline. Everyone still gets the same message. I'm just not saying so much because I don't need to say so much. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. that was a useful insight then. You got, I think, useful advice, I should yeah. say, from your friend. That was yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm very, very lucky um, with who I'm surrounded with uh, music-wise. Very grateful. So they've helped me a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they say, don't they, that you kind of become a version of the five people that you hang around with the most. Mm. <laughs> so you kind of want to hang around with good musicians, don't yeah, you? Good oh, songwriters. Yeah, songwriters. <laughs> so you've got your first song under, under your belt. Yeah. And so what, what are you thinking at this point around what you're going to do with it? Is this... Are you now, and you said earlier that you sort of your music, your career was going in a slightly different direction. Yes. Uh, you know, at what point in time do you think actually I'm, I'm going to be a singer songwriter? Was it at that point? Um, well, before I had recorded my first song, I had written like a bunch of songs, not a bunch, sorry, let's, let's say a handful. <laughs> um, 
And so, I don't know, I was still probably self-doubting a little bit until it got to maybe my third song that I released. Um, but, um, sorry, where was I going in that? <laughs> yeah, well, I was asking about whether, you know, at what point did you decide actually that's what I'm going to be a singer uh, that, that I'm a singer-songwriter. Yeah. Um, I don't know, actually. Um, I'm de- definitely in the headspace now, but I'm unsure when that, like, clicked for me because mm. it was, like, me – Releasing that first song, my headspace was more so like this is such an accomplishment as opposed to like this is this is now my path and I, I want to um, make money from that. I want to live off this. It was more like this is such a cool thing to say that I've done. I've got music out there and it's going to be out there forever. So I don't want to say hobby because <laughs> it wasn't a hobby, but it was I wasn't I wasn't full on focused in that. Um yeah, so, it was. So you you sort of, I suppose, you know, going from what you were saying about being kind of musical theatre, mm. never thought you'd be a songwriter, didn't think you could be. Yeah. So you had a sense of achievement and mm. at least um, knocking one off, but obviously doing a pretty good job of it. So therefore you felt that I yeah. could just keep doing this, right? So did yeah. you kind of move towards this is what I want to do rather than, musical theatre, you know, doing the tribute bands or the, the cruises, actually what I want to do now is this, or is it still a bit of It's a both. Mix? It's still both. Um, I I'm also think it's I, – I, one thing I've always wanted to be um, is versatile. Mm. Um, prior to songwriting, like I've, I've always wanted to be able to do several genres. I've wanted to be able to accommodate for all walks of life. Um and I've been fortunate in uh, who I've been able to perform in front of that. I, f- I feel like I've, I've got that. Um, so being able to s- be a songwriter and release my own music is, is just another, another thing that I can say that I can do and doesn't mean I want to close off my, my musical theatre. It's just like I've got it's, – it's, it's cool to be able, be able to do both for me um, because – Music is doesn't have to be, but it can be unstable. So I now have the um, ability to be able to like if I don't have a musical theatre contract, let's go, let's let's start writing some music or let's get out there and do some gigs, kind of thing. So yeah, it's quite. Can cool. I can I just ask a question and push back on this? But I was just mm. interested because it's a conversation we had before we started this, and also since mm. during this conversation, but. You know, so is that is that a kind of plan A, plan plan B scenario, <laughs> or or is it not? You know, I mean, mm. I'm just testing a little bit. Is mm. that, you know, does the same principle apply here that you you've kind of got both and you can edge your bets a little bit? But is that preventing you from really fully achieving in one area or or not? No, I, I <clears throat> no, um, I wouldn't say so. With our songwriting I don't know they they both they both work in within each other I would think um and it's they're both helping me grow as a performer so like some aspects that I've now um got from my songwriting and from performing my own music or just even just doing covers singing covers um in in a way that I hadn't done before um energy wise and just performance wise like that what I've learned from that 
I can bring into my theatre and, and vice versa. I, because of my theatre background, um, I've, I'm, I'm a big storyteller. And so I think, I think that's a great skill to have because there's nothing worse, not nothing worse, sounds horrible, but you don't want to watch someone and there's like nothing there because <laughs> you're like, do you like what you're doing? Like yeah, that's yeah. what I would think if I'm watching someone that's just like bland or like there's, <laughs> there's nothing yeah. there. Um, so it's not a plan A or a plan B. It's just more that I can add into this whole musical journey that I've got. Good answer. So, thank you. Yeah, I like it. I like it. No, <laughs> that's that good. One. That's good. And I suppose the other thing as well is that it's, I imagine, no, I know because I've talked to other people about it, it's tough, right, to try and break into an industry like the music industry mm, and actually be. make it. You know, there's so many people want to do it, only a few do make it fully yeah. as a full-time career, yeah. um, you know, very successful. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean to say it's, as we've discussed, it's, it's not possible. Of course it is possible, mm. otherwise we wouldn't have music. But yeah. there is an element of you kind of have to sustain yourself. Yeah while you're achieving in that direction, right? Mm-hmm. Is Absolutely. that fair to say? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like some of the the more well-known big artists here in New Zealand will have a side hustle. It's it's tough. It's really hard mm. and it's unstable. And obviously living and everything else mm. that comes along with life, sometimes you need you need that little, little side hustle um, that mightn't be what you love but yeah. gets you the um, – Groceries, or sure. Know. I think you know what I think. Most people in life today, <laughs> with the cost of living the way it is, oh yeah, need a, need a side hustle, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. So especially in, in the career that you've chosen. So you know, do you get much of that? As in people asking you, so what do you do? And then you know, like, no, but what do you really do? Mm. And, and the reason I ask mm. that is because we've we've had conversations like yeah, that with yeah, other yeah. people on this show. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. No. I do get that. Um, not as much lately, um, but I still I still get unsure what to say. Like even I was I flew to um, Aussie beginning of June, and when it says like what's your occupation on the little yeah, yeah. Um, the customs card customs card, yeah. I was like, what do I put? I'm not making coffee anymore, so like <laughs> so like now I've been putting down like a musician and things like that, and it's 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 weird, um, but yeah, no, definitely. I, I feel like but what I should probably stop, but what I feel like I do is I jump in before they have the opportunity to ask. I'll be like, I'm a singer and I perform, but sometimes, you know, I like I, I make coffee, you know, got to make an income. So, like, I'll jump in there before someone and has the chance to be like, yeah, what do you yeah, do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I, don't know. I had an interesting conversation with um, the author Lee Murray on mm-hmm. this show. And, you know, she fully committed to saying I'm a writer. Yeah. And she got to a point in her life, there was a, a long period before this mm-hmm. where she didn't fully commit to it. And I think at one point she had an ultimatum from, from her husband. Mm. If you're going to do this, just do it. <laughs> you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. And then fully committing to saying, no, I'm a, I'm a writer. Yeah. And then when people said, yeah, but what do you really do? No, I'm a writer. <laughs> and that, you know, that kind of psychological commitment yeah. to doing it. Absolutely. And, and, and also, I suppose... Your ident- identity drives your behavior. So how you identify yourself mm. to others mm. drives you how you behave as well, yeah. which then leads to outcomes. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, fully committing and saying you're a musician, you're, you're not stretching the truth in any way. You are a musician, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I listen that. to your music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you are a musician. And so yeah. you should be able to just Say label it. yourself as what you feel you are. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's true. And not justify it to anyone. Yeah. No, that's so true. It, it, it's weird to think about it because I would say I'm pretty confident in what I do, but that small little conversation with someone, I'm like, oh, why? Why am, why am I not confident in that? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just time and getting used to. Yeah. Like you said, you know, filling out the customs form. What should I be putting yeah. there? You know? I feel like they're going to question me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you but really? Saw, yeah, but, I, but the answer is yes, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is. There's no doubt about it. Look at it. my music. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you can have that confidence. Yeah. Yeah. So um, in relation to your career now. Yes. Where, you know, where are things at for you and where, where do you want them to be? Where, where are you heading? Well, who knows where I'm heading really? Um, what do you do? You tell me where you're going. <laughs> where do you want to be? What's the oh. destination you're looking at? Well, yeah, no, like I do, I do get asked the question like, oh, what ideally would you would you want is your is your goal? And my answer has been like anything performing. I love theater. I love um, doing my own music now. Um, and so it's 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 anything performing. I loved being on cruise. Um, but i'm I'm starting to think think about it a little bit more. It's tricky, but there is there is nothing like singing your own lyrics that you've written and like it. It, um, touching people's souls. Um, so there is quite nothing like that. So I think, I don't know, that would be pretty, pretty special to make a living off of just being, just being Eve Kelly, the artist. Mm. Um, but also I would miss, I would miss musical theater. So it's, it's really, it's, it's a tricky, it's a tricky one for me. Um, at the moment I'm literally just, I'm going with the flow. I've I'm quite the hustler now in terms of like mm. emailing and knowing the heck out of people, being like, "Hey, can I do a gig? Hey, can I do a gig?" Mm. Done that so much lately, um, but I've managed to be to be um, pretty busy. My most weekends are, are full of gigs, which is awesome. Mm. Um, and and now I've got a a musical theatre gig booked near the end of the year, so. It's just honestly for me at the moment, I'm just taking it like as it comes, taking it mm. contract by contract or, or yeah, just. Yeah. I, I suppose like, if I could just pick up on that right there a little bit, it's, uh, I get what you're saying about taking it as it comes, but you're making things happen though, right? Yes, Con yes. You know, in the, conversely to where you were in Christchurch where you. Absolutely. You were waiting for things to come. Absolutely. Now you're pushing for things to come. Yeah, that's why I say I'm a whole, I'm a whole other person. Like. Through doing my own music, through hanging out with these musicians in Auckland and doing gigs with them, mm. just my confidence has picked up so much. Mm. And I'm just like, I'm not waiting around for gigs. Like I'm, I'm there like, hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although it could annoy some people. Um, I'm doing pretty well <laughs> thus far. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. So if we were to zoom forward in, say, you know, like 10 years' time. Yeah. It's a long way. Maybe five years' time. Right. Five is a bit more manageable, right? Maybe. Not too much of a stretch. <laughs> You know, what, what will you be doing in five years' time? If, if you had, you know, the ability, and you do, to be able to make things happen so yeah. that you can create the life and lifestyle that Eve Kelly would really like to have, what would that look like in five years' time? <laughs> it's difficult because I'm literally switching between um, 
Okay, no, ideal circumstance, I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think uh, would be overseas. Um, uh, I'm leaning towards Aussie at the moment, but I also loved being in the UK. So that is, let's just say Aussie for the minute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> doing hope in a musical theatre contract. Being in a musical theatre contract, um, you you know once once you've gotten over the whole rehearsal period, you do have some time during the day. So like during the day, it'd be songwriting. Because I wouldn't be using my well, no, I might be using my voice. So doing, keeping up with the Eve Kelly artists, doing some songwriting, maybe trying to get some recordings in there to release some more music to keep to keep Eve Kelly going, as well as being in a contract, which would be in musical theatre, which I love, which I'm very very passionate about, but would also you know bring in a steady income, which could help also with you know paying for recordings. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. there we go. Sure. There's my sure. five year plan. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And what kind of musical theatre? What kind of show would it be? You know? Oh, gosh. Let's, let's, this come is, on, let's get specific about uh, it. Right? We're putting it out there. I, I struggle with that question when people are like, what's your favourite musical? I'm like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> ooh. But, you know, like if you kind of visualise your life in five years' time or, you know, in, in a year's time, it could be, you know, you, you probably – you know, you must be laying there at some point in time daydreaming about what what it's going to oh, be like, yes. what that contract could be, the big contract that you would Ugh. be like winning a lot over you. What would it be? Mm. It constantly changes, but right now, mm. right now with what came to mind is um, a musical I feel like I could nail. Um, is <laughs> is beautiful, the musical, which is a story about Carol King. Um, I feel like I could be Carol King. Like I could do, I could, I could be that character. Um, so that's what came to mind. Although I, I love the classics. I love the you know, Lamers or mm. Phantom or anything like that. Um, I love those classics, but that, that's just what came to mind right now. So let's yeah. roll with that. <laughs> roll with that. All right. Well, look, is there, is there anything that we need to know about, um, Eve Kelly? Before Eve Kelly becomes too big a star that we can't talk to and ask. Oh, absolutely. Bound <laughs> <laughs> to happen. Uh, ooh. Anything you need to know. Uh, follow me on my Instagram at evekelly.music. Because <laughs> um, nice I'm. Plug. Yes, yeah. exactly. I'm constantly updating everyone, um, annoyingly so, on my stories there. Um, love to chat to everyone. Um, and I'm currently in the process of wanting to record some more music. So keep an eye out. Um, Eve Kelly on, on all platforms. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Love your work. Awesome. <laughs> hey, Eve, thank you so much again for taking time out to come and visit um, us today. Awesome. I know you've travelled from Fakatani to be here, so I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, and sharing your story with us. So I've enjoyed the, our conversation. It's been an interesting story so far and I can't <laughs> wait to see what what it looks like in the future as well. I wish you all the best for Thank the future. You. Thank you for having um, me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers.